Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Today we're discussing page 53 of Alien Hunger, and we're not going to spend long on it because I refuse to give my time to a fucking disappointment. I'll talk about the dumbest shit in the world, and indeed that is my mission, but what I'm not going to do is waste a lot of my time and yours talking about something that is just like a dismal D-plus placeholder ending to this whole affair. No doubt, even if you missed it yesterday, you know who I'm going to talk about today. Dismal. Disappointment. D-plus. Who could it be but Robert Klondike, who's kind of like the boss of this adventure? Like, he's the fight at the end. He's the person who you have to defeat to get the the serums, which are kind of like the big treasure of the adventure. I know this is like a D&D mentality, but there is a little of that in this adventure. And yeah, ultimately, like the, the big conflict at the end is with Robert Klondike. And Robert Klondike is a huge disappointment. He's a nothing character whose backstory makes no sense. Uh, who is not interesting, and whose stats don't work. So let's just kind of rush through this as though Robert Klondike were like a finalist for a job opening at the company we work at, you know, because not many people applied. And so we feel obliged to sit and talk about him at the table for a couple of minutes and all pretend like there's a chance he'll get this job when he definitely won't get this job. Quote, Robert Klondike. This old ghoul has been a part of the Jihads of the Elders for almost three centuries. Quote, a peasant poacher in England. He was originally made into a ghoul by an English vampire who needed cannon fodder in a war with the Sabbat. Klondike soon found himself traveling here and there against his will and under the domination of one canine or another. He greatly enjoyed the powers drinking kindred blood would give him, but hated the associated loss of freedom. So, basic ghoul backstory. He was a nobody, got turned into a ghoul, fell under the control of vampires, and they sent him around places to fight. Quote, the more he found himself used as a pawn, the surer he became that he would regain his free will if only he could become a vampire. When his last master was killed by Archons, Klondike found the blood bond he had been forced into had been broken, and he fled to America, hoping to find a new world vampire willing to embrace him. To this end, he joined up with the ancient Thaddeus earlier in the year, hoping one unwilling pawn could help another. He soon discovered Thaddeus had no intention of making him anything more than yet another pawn, and fled the ancient vampire before Thaddeus left Denver, and before drinking Thaddeus' potent vitae three times. So, back in first edition of Vampire... Three is the magic number. I think I might have mentioned this this season before, but just as a refresher, in later Vampire, as you drink more of a vampire's blood, you get more like attached to them uh, in three steps. And then by three, you're like completely bound and enthralled by them in some deep emotional way. But it just kind of steps up. Whereas at first generation, it's like first drink, nothing, second drink, nothing, third drink, eternal love. So as long as you don't take that crucial third drink, then you're fine. So we got a real weird timeline here. Sometime in the 1600s, Robert Klondike is a peasant poacher in England. He gets turned into a ghoul, which halts your aging. And then he gets shuffled around from place to place, master to master, bound to different people, dominated by them to do things. It says when his last master was killed by Archons, which it's a whole complicated thing, but basically like they're vampire deputy marshals. Think of it that way. His master dies. Klondike's blood bond is broken. So it says he fled to America, hoping to find a vampire there that would embrace him because he he believes if he can become a vampire, he can get his free will back. He can keep the power, but also not have to have a vampire boss. Little does he know that all vampires have a vampire boss because the world of darkness is 
probably accidentally, basically one grim metaphor for a terrible workplace. But Klondike doesn't know that. So he goes to America. But this happened recently. We don't know exactly how recently, but it happened like sometime when you could like book a flight from England to the United States. We don't know exactly when Klondike left England for the United States, but it has to have been relatively recent because a ghoul who goes without vampire blood for a month becomes fully mortal, uh, at which point Klondike would die because he's so old. And I know I wasn't going to spend too much time on a disappointment, but I did look into sailing times between England and, say, New York in like the 18th, 19th centuries. You know, late 19th century is kind of when this becomes feasible. You know, if the transit time is more than four weeks, it's absolutely impossible, pretty much, unless Klondike somehow got a vampire onto a ship and was able to get their blood during transit, which I, that seems like an odd thing that would be mentioned here, especially because he had just escaped his vampire master and it would have been pretty easy to blood bond him again on a ship. And uh, even if the passage only takes, you know, three weeks or something, that's a very small amount of lead time to like book passage, get across and then find a vampire to drink from in a new country within a week after you arrive. So I'd say this is like late 19th century or 20th century when uh, Klondike comes over. So he gets off the boat or the plane over here and he goes to work. Somehow he's been securing vampire blood in the intervening time. We don't know how, but at some point within the last year, he runs into Thaddeus, an almost 2,000-year-old Nosferatu elder. Um, how this happened, I have no idea. You'll note that the Nosferatu cannot really go out in public. They're, they're hideous. Thaddeus has enough obfuscate to cover that up if he wants to, but it, I, I don't get the sense that Thaddeus is out there hobnobbing with people like mortals. He's he's more of a toga wearer. He, he's that kind of vampire. But anyway, somehow Robert Klondike runs into Thaddeus. I don't know what their common interest is, where they both ran into each other. But at like their late night pottery class or whatever the fuck, they run into each other. And Klondike is like, well, Thaddeus, here's a guy who's being used, clearly, right? The oldest vampire I've ever met and the most powerful. Uh, I'll take him at his word that he is merely a pawn of other vampires. We, we really have a lot in common, me and Thad. So let me go to work for Thaddeus. And then maybe he'll turn me into a vampire. It has not been my centuries-long experience of vampires so far, but maybe this hideous, delusional abomination will be different. So once Robert Klondike and Thaddeus have made this connection, and Klondike has started drinking Thaddeus' blood, almost immediately things don't work out between them, and Klondike decides to just ditch his vampire master, which is apparently easier than I've always thought it was, because Klondike has been surviving for, I don't know, somewhere between a year and multiple decades as like an independent bedraggled loser, just kind of going from vampire to vampire, sort of a temp ghoul, I guess. I mean, maybe he's a vampire hunter, but I don't know. I'm not sure he's cut out for it. Doesn't seem to be his MO. So anyway, he leaves Thaddeus after a very short time. Remember, this all happened this year, this thing with him and Thaddeus. It was like, it was a summer fling. However, remember how Thaddeus has this like globe-trotting hate boner for Louis Pasteur and his attempts to cure vampirism and doesn't just go kill Louis Pasteur himself because that would draw too much attention. He needs everybody to be fully in the dark about this attempted cure of vampirism. Well, uh, in reference to Robert Klondike, it says, quote, One important secret he did take from Thaddeus was of the existence of Pasteur's serums. Hoping to turn himself into a vampire scientifically, he broke into the house before the prince's troops could and stole the doomed chemist's notes. After discovering Liverman's role through the notes, he broke into the biochemist's house and stole the serums. So for whatever reason, in the few months of like probationary Renfield work that Klondike was doing for Thaddeus. Thaddeus somehow told or let slip to Klondike that Pasteur was working on a cure for vampirism. 
which somehow from that intel, Klondike knew or guessed that if he went and raided Pasteur's stuff, that he would find the means to scientifically turn himself into a vampire. Uh, I don't know why Thaddeus knew that or how, or why or how it would be passed on to Klondike. None of this really makes sense, but somehow Klondike finds it out. And that's why he decides to go, you know, steal the serums first from Prester, then from Science Jaguar. The thing is, though, that was earlier this year. And remember, Klondike needs to drink vampire blood every month or he will die. I don't know how he's been doing this. I don't know who he's been feeding on. Well, and and like, and how long has he been going? Because it says under apparent age, quote, 50, and getting older looking each day, he goes without vampire's blood. So it's been a while since he's had blood, but it can't have been a month because if it had been a month, he'd be fully human, which also, it lists disciplines here for Klondike. And ghouls can have disciplines. I don't think at this point there's a firm rule on what level of disciplines they can have. But Klondike has got a really good set of disciplines for a ghoul. He's got celerity, uh, kind of, more on that in a minute. He's got celerity 2, fortitude 2, and potence 3. Potence 3 is a lot of goddamn potence for a ghoul. According to the later ghoul rules, uh, to get a third dot in a discipline, you would have to have the blood of a sixth generation vampire, which I guess Klondike did because he was feeding from Thaddeus, but only for a very short time, not long enough to learn a discipline of that level. But this just raises the question of like, how does this work? How long has it been since Klondike has had vampire blood? I mean, is it that he kind of like ran away from Thaddeus while Thaddeus was like packing up the tents and moving to the next town to go slaughter some different cows and and like Klondike just slipped away and he had a taste of Thaddeus's blood like right before Thaddeus left? In which case, Klondike has only been without blood for like the length of the story so far, which I think is like a few weeks maybe. That makes sense of why he would still have access to his disciplines if he's been without blood for less than a month. Although I don't think he can actually use celerity because you got to spend blood to use celerity and he doesn't have it to spare. All of this is just real weird because like we know that Klondike met up with Thaddeus only over the past year. We know that Thaddeus was in Denver like a year to six months ago. So the question is, did Klondike meet Thaddeus and then like immediately move to Denver right after that? And so Klondike himself has only been in Denver for a matter of months, and Thaddeus, for some reason, decided to move this loser to a whole other city where he has, like, no contacts and no resources. To do what for him, I do not know. Or was Klondike already in Denver, in which case, how was he getting vampire blood then? So what was Klondike doing in Denver before? It's just all, none of it fits, and it's extremely relevant. Like, whether you find him as a Potence 3, Celerity 2, experienced ghoul vampire killer, or a corpse depends completely on a timeline that is irreconcilably fucked up. And, like, for what? So you can have this filthy little man in a rundown house with like a smoke grenade and a treasure chest full of money in his room who you can come and like curb stomp at the end of the adventure and then steal his magic potions. This is like, okay, you enter the square dungeon room. You find an orc lying in wait with a heavy crossbow. Like that's a shitty D&D encounter, but it's especially a shitty climactic D&D encounter. Like at the end of the dungeon, you find this one orc with a crossbow And that's what Robert Klondike is. He's hanging out here with no rationale for why he exists. No interesting character. Nothing to recommend him, really. Not a combat challenge, significantly. Rules don't really support him being what he's supposed to be. The story timeline doesn't really support him being where he's supposed to be. He has no connection to the characters. They have no investment in him. He's just here to be killed and looted, basically. And that's the thrilling conclusion of Alien Hunger. Robert Klondike... His entire being is the dumbest thing on this page. Don't don't force me to choose. I hate the whole man. 
Fortunately, with this, the worst of characters, we have nowhere else to go, and the character section is over. Join me next time for one bit of unfinished business from the story of this story before we get into our pre-gen write-ups on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.